Aloha, this is your mean squirrel, here with a quick disclaimer. This podcast contains explicit content and parental discretion is advised. So no bitching if you fucking get offended by anything. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) I will never get, that will never get uh, old whatsoever. And now I want to know how that turtle would dance to that track. (laughs) (laughs) Completely useless questions 101. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Squirrel Tangent. We brought back the Suave Squirrel. Say hi. Hola, como están? (laughs) Hola. Hola, bien, (laughs) y tú? (laughs) <laughs> Unfortunately, the bratty squirrel cannot be with us this evening, and she's just not feeling that hot. So it's just going to be us dudes here. So unfortunately, the cockfight is what you get. Um, <laughs> that's just horrible. And and you know, I and had, bus drivers at that, and bus drivers, both of us bus drivers. Oh, well, at least that pro- <laughs> at least that provides for good good uh, storytelling because. I'll tell you guys, any time that you ever want to hear a good story, everybody's got some kind of work-related story. Everybody. It doesn't matter the career. If you want the really good stories, talk to somebody that works in transportation. Bus drivers, taxi drivers, shuttle drivers. They've seen it all. Oh, yeah. I mean... Most definitely. And there's there's no limit. Like, I look over to the side, and I'm seeing somebody getting a blowjob in their car. I look up in my mirrors, and I'm I'm looking up in my cameras, looking at the top floor of my bus, and there's somebody else getting a blowjob in my bus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that's just, you know, the tip of the iceberg, or just the tip. Uh, yeah, when, when, <laughs> when I used to... Yeah, just the tip. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> When I when I used to do uh, Uber, uh, I did my first time taking anyone to EDC, and at the time I had a uh, uh, Chevy Trailblazer, uh, <laughs> and I picked up two guys and a girl. Of course, uh, the guy and girl were a couple, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I see them jump to the back to the trunk area. And I knew exactly what they were gonna gonna do because we got caught in traffic. And I go, you know what? If you're gonna do something back there, lay out the 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 blanket that I have out there. Yeah, oh, at not least, even two. At least protect the, the the surface here. I don't I don't need to be scrubbing it up. I can throw a blanket into a washer. <laughs> I do not need to be trying to scrub it out of the upholstery in my car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Two minutes later, I just hear her start moaning, and it's like, 
okay, let me roll the windows down. I don't want the funky smell in here. Uh, right, right. And then, of course, you have to sanitize the back, and you're like, okay, I'm going to clock off here, go home, clean up my bus, or clean up my car a little bit. But and, and that's, like I said, it's just transportation in general because when you're in somebody else, when people are in somebody else's car or somebody else's vehicle, it seems like they're just like, I, well, what am I worried about? What, what? Yeah. I'll do whatever I want. Of course, you'd never do it at home, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, it was a good payday. You know, that one one trip uh, got me $60. Dude. Damn. Yeah. But see, that was the, during the time when you had uh, surges and, uh, you know, with everything going on. Uh, the company would only take about 25% of the profits. So, and I profited right. on $60. Uh, well, my car broke down and I had to use Uber for the first time from my, you know, from the job all the way home. And that's only uh, a 12 minute ride. Mm -hmm. But I was talking to the driver and he's telling me that the company now takes 52% of their, mm -hmm. uh, the, you know, which is kind of sad, and and I hate to say this, but I blame it on California, you know, because in California, the drivers are no longer contracted drivers. They are now employees of Uber, and they mm -hmm. have to be given the, the health benefits, dental, vision, the whole nine, you know. So now the company right. takes more because of that, you right. know, but it – you know, these drivers are having to work 12 to 16 hours just to get a decent wage for the day. Uh, and, and see, now the thing is, is that where I agree that Uber drivers, they work their ass off. They should have benefits. Oh, most definitely. They should have benefits. Um, but benefits should not mean you don't make a living wage. Yeah. And and that that that's you know, it's not an if this then that, it's a they need both. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's not an option like that. But uh oh well. You know, what 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 are you going to do at this point? You know. Yeah. It, and it, now there's no more surges for the Uber uh and Lyft drivers. You know, it's just straight, you know, whatever, however long the, the trip is, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. And, and like, uh, coming from our, my, our work to, uh, yeah. oh, bless you. Thank you. But coming from our work to my house is like $9 and 10 cents or something like that for me. And, the driver for the Uber only gets like four dollars. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it's um kind of annoying. But did I just get a notification? Uh, no. Uh, no, not you. And, and, and okay, because I'm just a horrible person and and paying attention to everything else at the same time as I am, you know, this conversation. But <laughs> so I was recently listening to another podcast and they posted it, it, it because 
unfortunately, Brandy's getting me into this um, true crime stuff. Yeah. And they got on to the discussion of what uh, somebody that was on death row had as their last meal. I've seen those type. You know, some of them are very, very elegant. Others are like not really much like the most random shit. Like one of them, one of them had like a uh, 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 KFC chicken and, and, and some, uh, some ice cream or something. It was like, yeah. Huh? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so, so what would be yours though? You're on death row. You're, you're about ready to be, be toasted in a chair. And they tell you, you can have anything you want to eat for your last meal. What's yours? Something that is illegal to eat, you know, that you can't kill this animal, you know, because it's endangered. But, hey, it's your last request. Why not? Yeah. Right, but the th- see now that 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 becomes an issue because then they would have to actually break the law in order to give you what you wanted. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, what if you wanted spotted owl? You know, or but what about so a, a nice de- or a nice deep fried uh, bald eagle? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You, you, on your way out the door, it's like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you you did not specify it can't be illegal. All they're asking you is what do you want for your last meal? Right. Or, right. You know? This is true. So, this is true. So what, what are they going to do? You know? Well, and you got to consider a, worst case scenario. The, worst case scenario, they're just going to tell you no. Sorry, can't have I mean, a bald eagle. Have you heard what the size of a nest of a bald eagle is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They can be it's like the, five, six uh, feet across. No. It's 600 square feet. Jesus. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. That's half the size of my apartment. Right. You know, for, you know, um, a, a female bald eagle to lay her one or two eggs or however many eggs she's going to have. Ah, damn. You know, so. So, hmm, let's see, what else? Me, I'd have to say, you know what, though? I enjoy the elegant things in life. I would do something, like, completely out there, ridiculous, expensive. Like, I would want a perfectly done almost blue Wagyu beef steak meal with with some kind of rare fucking vegetable and fresh churned vanilla ice cream with Swiss chocolate. I would be like the most bougie last meal ever. I, I would I would just you know, go oh, and and I'd have uh I'd probably have Gordon Ramsay uh, cook my meal and then uh, a uh, like a pastry chef to do my dessert or whatnot. <laughs> Just a little thought here and there. Do you know of anyone 
who is obsessed with like certain serial killers or you know a murderer not a particular one but um brandy is kind of obsessed with serial killers and like and it's more the psychology of it like how does somebody get from normal to their brain snaps and and they get to a point where they can think of some brutal evil way to to kill somebody uh well i just had uh my quote unquote niece who uh it was my cousin's daughter you know mm -hmm. because she was abused by her boyfriend and whatnot and found out what was happening and she was scared so i invited her over you know to stay with me for a little while so she could uh relax and whatnot and she was all into jody arias if you remember that story hmm and, and she was a girl from from california who fell in love with a guy from utah and he was saving himself for marriage and somehow they got all heated and uh he he broke his promise to wait for marriage and in the end uh she sliced him uh supposedly she what was it about 29 stabbings and she literally cut his neck i mean deep deep to where it could she could have beheaded him and shot him right Damn. in the eye yeah and the Damn. and the bullet stayed right in the socket of his eye Ooh. every almost almost three times a week uh my niece uh when i would come home from work she was watching this girl Jesus. Well, see, now, like, there was one that I took a particular interest in because it, it happened in a town that I actually spent a number of years. Um, I lived in Sacramento for, for, for a while. And they, they had, um, the Night Stalker. Yeah, I remember that one. And the way the Night Stalker worked was he would actually stalk out the place the night before. And he would prep yeah. it. He would prep it. Like, he'd break in there, and he would, like, leave ropes underneath their couch and shit the day, the whole day of. Like, he would be prepared. He knew who he was going to hit, and it was always couples. And it started yeah. off that he was just a, a rapist. That's how it started. And he would break into their house, wake them up with a gun and a flashlight pointed at them, direct the wife to tie up the husband go into the kitchen and grab dishes from their cabinet that he already knew where they were like this is how prepped yeah. he was he would go into the kitchen grab dishes from their cabinet and put it on his back and say if i hear these fall i'll kill you both oh damn and then he would either take her into the other room or he would do it right there in front of him and rape her Damn. With him there so he could hear it. How? And then at some point he actually transitioned to the point where he was just killing him. Yeah. And and, and, and then that's what, but by that time he, he had already moved to LA. Right. When, uh, and then he got caught by the neighborhood because they saw, you know, they had already put out uh, 
a uh, drawing of him and he was walking in the street and the people saw him and they beat I wasn't it that they beat the crap out of him and no uh, no no that was that was another one there there was another one that went to LA but there was this one he did go down to the bay area and, oh, okay. and he did a bunch there and they never caught him until just this last couple of years because his cases actually led to California having a database of genetic um a, a genetic database of of oh wow of human genes that they they acquired during from criminal investigations and stuff and this dumbass put into the uh like the 23 and me uh the family genealogy thing yeah he he gave a genetic sample to that and 23 and me it popped it popped a red flag for them Oh, God. <laughs> and he got busted. And this only happened just a couple of years ago. And he did all of these oh, things God. back in the 80s. Yeah. Like, damn. How stupid are you going to be, though, if you've got that much genetic material? You know? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's almost like the BTK uh, uh, killer, mm-hmm. you know? Uh he had been doing it for so long and how did he mess up? He used the public library or something like that where he sent a fax or whatnot. And from, you know, he does a timestamp and where it's being sent from, mm-hmm. you know, they, they found out who it was and what time he had used the computer. And after like 20 years of being on the run, he had been a, you know, super popular person in the community, right. you know, was in the church and helped out so much and comes and all these people were so shocked to find out that he was the BTK killer. Dude. And, and, you know, I find that all the time is, is every time you, you hear about these killers or whatever, they're, they're like, Oh, you know, I never would have suspected. He just seemed like such a normal, down-to-earth guy. It's like, yep. He he always he was active in the church. He, it's like, dude, church don't mean diddly. Nah. Church don't mean diddly. It's it's you don't know. You have to pay attention to what that person really is. You know, yeah, that you don't know what their background was like before you ever met them or they went, you know, and lived in your community. Yeah. 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 And the, um, the, it, yeah, no, it's the true crime things. In fact, I'll give the, I'll give a shout out to them. They don't know me for nothing, but the, uh, the true crime one that I was listening to is, uh, and that's why we drink. And okay, and it's really weird because the way they got it set up is they'll start off the podcast and they'll be having a conversation like you and I, and that'll actually eventually lead to that. That's why they drink because you know this bullshit happened at work, that bullshit happened with the boyfriend, that bullshit happened with the girlfriend, whatever. That's why they drink. Um, but then they'll each of them has like their own passion. One of them is just a big fan of the supernatural and paranormal stuff, so she'll tell like some kind of a ghost story. And then the other one is really big into the true crime stuff. So she'll tell some kind of like really fucked up 
solved or unsolved murder. Like they, they went into the, uh, the black Dahlia and things like that. So it, it's, um, it actually gets pretty interesting because I love both sides of it. I do love the true crime as long as it's, it's just, it's gotta be really weird. Um, and I always, always, always love the uh, supernatural stuff. Oh, most definitely. Which is your top three, uh, unsolved murders of all time. Oh God. Black Dahlia has got to be one of them. Black Dahlia is one of them. And it's Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper is up there. Um, and um oh god man i don't know zodiac killer that one's good but and i don't know a bunch of the details but i always found that there's there's actually one uh, that they call this the lipstick killer that's just really like, oh, damn. Wow. Because this dude, he he actually, like, he would, he took a picture of it, of, of like, a mirror that he used lipstick on, to, to write, like, please catch me before I kill again. And just like, oh, oh, you know, <laughs> it was, it was twisted. Uh, there, there's a bunch of them that I've been learning about. Like, there was this one where a couple, this guy was so abusive that he actually managed to talk his girlfriend into, um, trapping, raping, and killing teenage girls. And he started with her own sister. Oh. Like, he broke her mentally. And got her to help him do that. Like they would track down and, and they would pick up these teenage girls and they're thinking, well, since the girl's in the car with him, might as well get in. You know, they're not going to do anything with both of them in there. Yeah. yeah. So much for that. You know, wow. there, there's a bunch of really, really weird ones. Yeah. It makes me wonder just how jacked up do you have to be to be the. Uh, the mo- the aggressor, and have that much control over the submissive. <sighs> and, and it is, you know, it, it, and it's not even uh, to listen to it from from every report that I've heard. You know, rape and 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 stuff like this. None of it is usually about any kind of sexual jollies. It's not that they get their rocks off from it, although that might be part of it. Um, it's more about the power that they have. Yeah. Like they, they want that complete power over somebody else. And, and that's just like, Oh damn. How, how do you, how do you do that? So no, no. And, and, and I see it every day or I see, see, how some people could have it happen to them. Um, like, I don't know if you heard the last episode, but the, um, we had a young lady that we, we got onto our bus and got to her hotel room 
that um, yes yeah and, and that was that was just scary just like oh my god i did i did find out though uh last week i found out that um the uh she talked to her mom and her mom got her on a plane that night and brought her home you know that actually happened to me on the bus uh about seven years ago uh i had already, i was on boulder highway heading southbound mm-hmm. and i'm at eastern and I always picked up this one girl almost three times a week, you know? And so we were into our long bid and I had known her for a while. And mm-hmm. my passengers knew me, you know, pretty good. Hey, how you doing, Jesse? Da, da, da. All of a sudden one day I'm early and this girl just comes. I'm like, hey, what's going on? She's all, close the doors, close the doors. I go, what's going on? And as soon as I turn around, her boy, and she's standing behind me now. And mm-hmm. her boyfriend's like, and he's like, bitch, get off the bus. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You're not going to be talking to her on the bus like this. You need to leave. Otherwise, I'm going to call the cops. I had these two big men in the bus. And mm-hmm. they're like, Jesse, you all right? I go, yeah, I'm okay. Don't worry. They had heard everything. They walked through the back door, came up to the front, and they're like, you go ahead and take her where she needs to go. We're going to take care of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and i'm talking these guys were at least 300 pounds each oh yeah and and this boyfriend must have been a buck buck 50 you know tops and two days later the girl gets back on my bus and she's like thank you jesse for everything you know uh after that day my my ex called me says i'm tired of this shit i'm leaving and he took off he he's all i'm going back to california and he left her but oh, hold on hold on yeah. i got a, i got a sound bite for that bye 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 karen, <laughs> karen. <laughs> i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean that, that's just okay bye we're not going to yeah. miss you and and yeah, uh, it, it's sad. And then about five years later, I saw her on another route. She's like, Jesse, how you doing? And I go, Hey, I go. So how you doing? Oh, I'm you know I'm now engaged to this wonderful guy. He's nothing like my ex. Good. And she's all in a couple. And she's like, in a couple years, we're gonna get married. So yeah, that, that she should have been married by now. Good and, and and it's it's good to see when especially as a bus driver we do get to occasionally see somebody years later after a bad situation where yeah their life has gotten better oh yeah and and to see that it is something that always makes me smile um, mm-hmm. I mean and I've only been doing it like four years but it's still, you know, even I've had the opportunity to see somebody years later where they're still doing good or they're doing better than they were. They moved, they got into a bigger oh, place or, you know, Oh man. And almost every job I've had though, I've had that, that luck. Like I just recently, um, it happened, um, just this last week was the seventh anniversary for a couple that I played their, uh, I was a DJ for their wedding. Oh, I saw that. And that, you know, to see that they're still happily together 
seven years later, they have a kid now. Um, obviously through in vitro, uh, it, for the general public, there it's a lesbian couple. Um, beautiful, beautiful ceremony. Uh, the dancing was a blast. We had a great party, and let me tell you guys, American weddings. I'm sorry, mainland American, because Hawaii is part of America. Mainland American weddings are fucking boring. (laughs) They are Now wait, now wait, now wait. Now, are you talking about what type of American? Because you got to remember, you got your Mexicans and your, you know, your generic, the generic American, mainland American weddings, the generic mainland, like. The, the typical walk down the aisle, reception, blah, 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 blah. The Hawaiian weddings, they know how to party. Like, it is a ridiculous level of know how to party. Um, <laughs> like, the money dance. They even do the money dance different. Okay, so pretty much every every wedding has the money dance where, you know, you, you yeah. give the couple m- money to dance with the bride or the groom, whatever. Yeah. That's not the money dance. The money dance in Hawaii, they'll take that money and they'll like fold it up into a little envelope and and they'll put it over his ear. So she's got to go in and nibble it out from over his ear. Then maybe they'll <laughs> put it in her cleavage or they'll put it in his zipper. And we're talking <laughs> like the parents do this shit to their kids. <laughs> and this is every wedding. Like that's just a standard wedding money dance in Hawaii. That's how they do it. And it's like they're they're like, man, we're here to make sure that they have a great time. Their wedding is going to be an amazing, fun time that they're going to remember forever. Yay! I got to dance with my third cousin, second removed that I haven't seen in fifteen years and probably won't see again until a fucking funeral. And got a dollar for it. No. Fuck that. I, I nibbled it out of his crotch to get the money. You know? <laughs> they have way more fun. Uh, <laughs> just even how they give away the centerpieces. Like, we had we had ones where they would play hot potatoes with a fucking dollar to, to give away the centerpiece. I mean, they, they just, they make it a big, fun event. Yeah. But probably the funnest wedding game I ever saw was, uh, and this is, I haven't seen it in any wedding since. Well, I did in one because I, I, I told the, uh, I, I told the groom and, and bride about this from another wedding. They're like, shit, we'll, we'll do that. That sounds like fun. And it was, um, so what they did is they took all the names of the couples in the room and yeah. put it, put them into a big hat. And, Whenever you know how when they clink the glasses and the and the bride and groom are supposed to kiss, yeah. Well, every time somebody started clinking the glasses, I would reach in and grab a name of some uh, of a couple out of the hat, and they would have to kiss. Oh wow, that's cool. But it didn't stop there. The rule was, however, that couple kissed, the bride and groom had to kiss. So that means and people were putting on a show. Oh. When you get grandma and grandpa doing the full on dip and tongue. 
Oh, crap. Grandma and Grandpa? Oh, dude, I had somebody run across the room and fly into somebody else's arms and do it that way. Just they, they, they were doing whatever they could. Like when it started off all innocent and chaste, and I was like, nah, y'all can do better than that. So the next couple like upped the ante a little bit, and the next couple upped it just a little bit more. And they just kept on going and getting way more and more and more outlandish. And it didn't matter who was doing it. Like if oh. mom and dad could embarrass their kids, they were game. <laughs> I would love to see the videos on all that. I didn't have videos for those. I mean, it, it, I didn't very often get a chance to actually record video at my events because, well, I was kind of busy. But, uh, man, that was a fun, fun, fun event. Um, I um, mean, it's almost like, you know, like quinceañeras and uh, Mexican weddings. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they have to be held across the border in Mexico because shit, they don't go they don't stop until three, four in the morning. And then this is the after party. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, after that. Oh yeah. I had one it was funny as hell because um we did it was a uh another thing Hawaiians do that that mainland Americans, Howleys and all that they don't do. Um baby's first birthday. That's a big deal. Of course, the party they throw for baby's first birthday is not about the baby at all. That's about the parents. It is about the parents. They are letting loose. They're like, we made it through a year, motherfuckers. So they <laughs> have a blowout party. Yeah, the kids are there, but by halfway through the night, the kids are fucking asleep. And like we did one, it was on, on the West Coast, on, on the Waianae Beach, uh, and and we were there we because we got paid to do a five-hour party. Well, we're nearing the end of that five hours, and they're like, oh, how much to stay for an extra hour, bruh? I'm like, 75 bucks. DJs get paid good, by the way. Yeah. Um, And they're like, oh, give me one minute. Like 20 minutes later, they'd taken up a collection and paid me to stay two extra hours. <laughs> At 10 o'clock, they paid me to stay two extra hours on a public beach with people's houses right behind me. The cops rolled up. The cops didn't shut down the party. They said, oh, the, the music's fine, cuz. But uh, can you turn down the lights? It's, it's flashing in people's windows. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, that's how that's they what party. The, that, that's what the... the uh... The owners of the house were complaining about was the the lights instead of the music. The lights, yeah. I was good at my job, by the way. <laughs> I, I was good at my job. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I miss that. I really do miss it. But the 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 hustle to be a DJ to actually line up gigs and things like that that hustle I don't miss at all. I love doing the job, but oh constantly having to go out to try to get anybody interested in, in hiring you. And, and it's not easy because when, when you're telling, and, and I was kind of low priced for DJ, I was charging people $400 for a five hour party. That was low priced for a good DJ. That is low yeah. priced. If you get a DJ out here, that's charging you less than $400. Don't hire them. You're, you're, you're not going to get a DJ. You're going to get some, some uncle with a, a hi-fi system and, and a laptop and that's all he's doing. 
you're not getting, yeah. you're not going to get somebody that knows what they're doing and knows how to actually run a party and knows how to be an MC and knows how to get on the mic, ladies and gentlemen, and remember to tip that bartender. And, and just, you know, you, you're not <laughs> going to get somebody that knows how to do all that stuff. And, and that's, that's, that's why I, I, after we moved out here, I was like, man, none of the DJs out here actually know what they're doing. I heard, I've been here in a club and I'd be like, you get they hired you <laughs> how did you get hired playing like that I I, I I don't get it like I could spin circles around these guys and I'm like what <laughs> but oh well oh man <laughs> the, yeah. so uh, since December, uh, actually since, uh, Christmas Eve, uh, a whole lot of shit's been going on with me, especially at work. Uh, I've had, uh, on the Decatur route, uh, in a month, I had my upstairs windshield and my driver's, uh, side windshield broken by, uh, who knows, uh, people throwing rocks at the bus. Oh, I've never had yeah. that. Oh, it was some scary shit. Uh, The upstairs, I thought someone had hit the side of the bus. So I stopped and I looked and I didn't see any uh, damage. But once I got to the south layover over by uh, the job. And and you do your walkthrough. Yeah. So I went through the bottom, went through the back uh, stairway to do the walkthrough on the upstairs from the back to the front. And just as I got to the front, I see the windshield shattered. And oh. that was the end of my night. Yeah. And it, it was two rocks because you saw one rock where it, it completely indented into the uh, into the windshield. Mm-hmm. And then you saw a second rock where it shattered and it left pieces of rock in the windshield. Oh. Yeah. So that was the first one. The second one was January 22nd. And I'm driving on Decatur right close to Cheyenne. And... At the last split second, I see something coming up from the left, and it it cracked the uh, windshield on the uh, uh, right near me. So that was the end of my night right there again. Uh, yeah, you know, and, yeah. And and there was one day I I two I think it was two three weeks ago. It was the week before my birthday. I had to call off because I started to get having a panic attack already at home. Oh yeah, no. It, it happens. So, it happens. I mean, yeah. I've I've had days like that where where like where you wake up and you just look at the outside world and you're like, no, mm-hmm. no, and that's why we have PTO. That's why we have that stuff because you know what? There are days when you just your brain just cannot get into that mode of I'm going to go to work. Yeah, and oh, and so. In between those two uh, incidences, I was on the 104 route, and I was already on the north end, and my bus breaks down. Coolant fell out. (laughs) Yeah. This is where the tow truck driver scared the living crap out of me because he shows up with a flatbed. He sees what, you know, he turns it on. He's all, I can drive this on. He drove the bus onto the flatbed truck. 
I kid you not. I, I, I thought I was going to see a tip over one way or another. He had maybe an eighth of an inch on each side with the tires. That's insane. Not to go for, yes. And then to go from the north end to the yard takes about a half hour, 45 minutes. You know, this fool was going 80 miles per hour with the tow truck and the bus. Oh. He passed up three NHP without them pulling him over. And then when cars were going too slow at 65 miles per hour, within 20 feet of them, he decided to change lanes. Dude, I would have, like, gotten the number off the side of his damn tow truck and reported his ass. And he had just started work because they have a countdown of they can only work eight hours. His uh, countdown was at 744 when I got into the bus. By the time we got to the the yard... Mm. He, it took him 22 minutes to get to the yard. Jesus. I'm like, motherfucker. It, 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 I couldn't believe what he had just done. <sighs> no, and... And, and, apparent, and apparently it's not the first time this has happened with certain drivers. Right. And, and I've gotten... The way some people drive does scare the shit out of me. Like, how many times that you're going to one of your layovers and you got to get on the freeway and you get on the on the freeway and then you're looking at the cars in front of you and they're they're like nut to butt on each other at 70 yep. miles an hour. You're looking at that going, dude, if that car in front of you stops quickly, you're dead. This isn't just yeah. like a minor little... Oh, oh, I'm sorry I dented your fender. No, motherfucker. You're flying into their back seat. Yeah. With your engine. You know, it's, it's no, not. No, you know what, what, you know what upsets me is when I'm deadheading back to the yard. And of course, you know, our buses, buses are, uh, the top speed we could go are you 65. We got Why a couple the hell am I? 70. Well, yeah, I, well, I mean, the, like the double deckers and whatnot, they'll, you know, they'll go fast, but all the newer buses, you know, they can only go up to 65, right? Maybe 70 if you're going downhill, but why at 65 am I passing up a sports car? I like a, a Dodge Challenger or a Camaro or a newer Mustang and I'm going 65 and I'm like, and I'm passing them. And they're, I keep looking in the, you know, my mirror to see if they're catching up. No, they're falling behind. Dude, okay. See, now, and here's a, here's a thing with me on that. I see all day long. Now, I get it. The thrill of renting a supercar. Yes. I like it. I could not. Because if I am going to rent a supercar... I'm going to be in trouble. I'm not going to cruise the fucking strip in that bitch. If I'm going to cruise in a car, it's going to be like a Rolls Royce or something. I'm going to like, I'm going to go luxury. <laughs> That's a cruising car, a Cadillac, yeah. a Rolls Royce, something like that. A, a, a convertible, a, a classic Chevy or something like that. Bel Air. Yeah. But if I'm going to get a supercar, I want to stretch its fucking legs if I'm driving a Lamborghini or a McLaren, I'm going to get a ticket. 
And it's yeah. not going to be a little pussy ticket. I'm going to be going like 250 fucking miles an hour when they pull me over and they say, do you know how fast you were going, sir? Absolutely. I was pushing the pedal all the way to the floor and I loved it. Thank you for my ticket. <laughs> I'm going to go turn in my license now because I now can't have one. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, why the hell are you going to own a freaking souped up car and drive like it's a little piece of crap? Yeah, no. The, those cars, it, it, no. That's why when when and if I buy a car anytime in the near future, which it's going to eventually happen, I'm going to buy a car, I'm going to have to because, well, I'd like to be able to go places. Yeah. It's not going to be a flashy car because unless I have access to my own private fucking racetrack, I'm not getting a fast car. Yeah. Because I don't want, I like to use what I have. There's a reason my computer is trying to die on me. It's because I use the fuck out of it. I do things with this little piece of shit laptop that should not be done with any computer, let alone this laptop. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. I know you're working hard for me. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's just ridiculous that 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 I see people doing that. I'm like, you're driving a McLaren? on the strip you what you know what's the point of that or here's another one for you you see the brand new cars that have it looks like they just been bought you know souped up cars mm -hmm. and you could see that it still has that uh the paper tag. that paper yeah and they already need a tow Like they they did something wrong to that car and it just went. Bleh. My favorite thing, and tell me tell me you don't agree with this, is when I see a luxury car getting pulled over. Oh, most definitely. When I see somebody in a fucking Beamer or a Mercedes getting pulled over, I'm like, <laughs> you dumb motherfucker! You don't own the road because the cops do, you bitch! You know. <laughs> yep. All the time. And it, it, yeah, you know, those who, I mean, those who are poor will take care of their cars. But yeah. those who are, you know, have money, you see them speeding all over the place. Next thing you know, boom, they're getting pulled over by the cops. Mm -hmm. and, and the thing is, though, is like you, you can have, you can have a poor fucker like me. I'm going to get a car. It'll be a beater and it will run just as good as that BMW. It'll be beat up yeah. and ugly looking, and I will keep it running five years after that BMW is dead because I can't afford to buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> I have to spend the little dimes here and there to keep it from, from becoming a, a paperweight. You know, that, that's yeah. uh, the entitlement of the rich. I'll never get it. Yeah, I. it's... If you know, speaking of entitlement, I watch uh, people do dumpster diving, and I've seen videos of people uh, who are in rich communities mm -hmm. throwing out uh, beds or couches that are maybe six months to a year old because they're getting brand new ones. Oh yeah, you know, you know, it's like, are you? Do you really have that much money where you can just? Throw that shit out, you know? Another really good one is if you're anywhere near a college town with dorms. 
because uh, when yeah. they hit spring break, all that crap that they bought that their parents sent them money saying, oh, make sure you buy food, make sure you buy clothes, make sure you buy this. No, their asses were buying a $2,000 gaming computer. They were buying a $4,000 70-inch flat screen TV. They were buying, you know, they were buying shit that they don't need and they can't take with them. So when spring yeah. break hits and they're about ready to lose their damn dorm room, they got nothing to do but to throw it out and ask mommy and daddy for more money later. So yeah. you go right then and you dig in the dumpsters around the college then. Oh, yeah, you'll get some good shit. Uh, but I did read up on uh, for Nevada dumpster diving. Mm. Uh, you know, the first uh, fine is 250 you know by the time you get to your third fine it's a thousand dollars plus six months in jail what why what yeah and you know i think that's probably one of the stupidest things in the world as long as you're not leaving a mess i don't think there yeah. should be a criminal offense for dumpster diving because if you're not leaving, it, if you're not leaving a mess you're reusing stuff so you're not filling up the landfills you're not creating more waste you're actually decreasing mm-hmm. the waste and using things until they can't be used anymore. Or, you know, have you ever seen, have you seen uh, dumpster diving videos? I've never looked, no. Oh, my dear Lord. Some of these stores are throwing away uh, upwards of $10,000 worth of merchandise a day. Jesus. At the very least. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see, uh, somebody threw away an unopened package of diapers. I mean, it had 180 diapers inside and it was just thrown away. Uh, I've seen, uh, three cases, uh, three to five cases of Sunny D, uh, bottles being thrown away. You know, a lot of stuff that, a, a lot of, non-perishable foods in cans being thrown away and i've seen people uh i mean i've seen your living room and their entire living room is filled with stuff they've gotten from dumpster diving frozen food you know Mm -hmm. where the meat is literally frozen solid it was just thrown away they're throwing Mm -hmm. away upwards of 900 to 1500 dollars of frozen food away yeah and then really all that all you need to do is just put it back in the pocket freezer and eat it it's just that it's beyond the time when when they think they could they, sell it yeah and and it, dude i've got i've had chicken sitting in the freezer for for six months and then eat it it it, it what you know <laughs> yeah like my <sighs> like my my mom and my dad they have, you know, their their fridge in the kitchen, but then they have a deep freezer in the garage, and it's about almost uh, three quarters the size of their fridge. And my mom will never let that deep freezer go below below three quarters. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's she's always grabbing from the bottom and restocking it and whatnot. But yeah, you know. But I look at all these videos and it's like. All this food could be sent, you know, especially the non-perishables mm-hmm. can be mm-hmm. sent to uh, these food pantries or, you know, homeless shelters or whatever. You know, why are you throwing all this food away? Only in America. Yeah. In Germany and France and through most of Europe, doing that is illegal. 
It is you illegal know, it, to throw out still edible food. It has to be donated. My, you know, uh, my daughter has a heart of gold. My youngest daughter. One day we went to Denny's right there on uh, mm-hmm. uh, Tropicana and Flamingo, okay. uh, or Tropicana and uh, Eastern. Say, Tropicana and Flamingo. That's they're parallel <laughs> to each other. They don't cross. Yeah. What the fuck? No. <laughs> uh, Tropicana and Eastern, and this family behind us. It was a, a family of 10, 12 people. Mm-hmm. This is before the pandemic, right? And almost everybody had left half their food. And I told my daughter, look behind me, look at all the food they left. And she started crying. She goes, dad, is there any way we could take that food and feed the homeless? And so mm-hmm. we asked the manager, they're like, only if the people who were eating here said, yes, you know, uh, if they, you know, packaged it themselves and gave it to us, it would have been fine. But the management cannot give it to us because then we'd be charged for it. And also, uh, they're like, yeah, we wish we could give the food away, but then if we give the food away, more homeless are going to start showing up. Yeah. So, yeah. and a few and a few years ago, I was uh, buying uh, lunch meat and uh, making sandwiches, a, a bottle of water, and a little, you know, little Snickers or mini uh, candy, mm-hmm. and I made little bags here and there, and I started giving it, giving them away, but. You know, I, I just didn't we, have enough supplies. We, we do to, what, we do what we can when we can, you know, and and that's yeah. why, you know, when everybody uh, anybody ever says, well, you can give your hard money, hard earned money away to to the homeless. Why, why, you know, why don't you? And it's like I do. You know, I, 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 and, I do. and that's another thing is that some of these homeless are actually richer than you and I are, you know, combined. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that too. But yeah. you know, they're making anywhere between forty and sixty-five thousand dollars a year, you know, tax-free, you know, and they're living at a basic level sometimes, and mm-hmm. they're just pocketing all that money. Yep. Uh, one of the drivers actually told me when he was finishing up the route, he was taking the bus back to the yard from uh, Tropicana on the west side. And as he was trying to get onto the freeway, he saw the lady who was, you know, begging for money all day long, walk across the street and get into her BMW. Yeah. 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 And then they go home, they get, they take a nice hot shower in a nice warm, warm uh, house. And, and then the next morning they get up, they rat up their hair, they dirty themselves up and they go out and they do what they do. Yep. Yeah. That's that's yeah. Uh, they won't they they won't uh, wash their their beggar clothes. Th- yeah, yeah. They'll make sure they stay dirty and stanky. Which ugh, yeah. Ugh, no, I can't walk out the door like that. But uh, oh shit! Look at the time. Anyway, folks, I, I think we're actually going to have to bring this to a little bit of an end. Um, that being said, damn it. Uh, oh no! It's already we, been an hour. It's already been an hour. So we're gonna we're gonna come back and we're gonna do more. We're gonna do another hour hour in 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 two weeks tonight. 
So, (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you for listening to The Squirrel Tangent. If you want to check us out, you can always go to our Facebook page. I'm actually now on TikTok, and we're on Instagram and Twitter and all of that stuff. Of course, you can download and listen to us on all of your favorite streaming services. And if you really like what you heard, please check out patreon.com slash the squirrel tangent. If you give us five bucks a month, we'll get, we'll drop your name on an episode. And we, of course, appreciate it. It helps us keep on going. Aloha. Adios. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, Karen. <laughs> Bye, Karen. <laughs>